for I must go And I at 27 Then at least I know I died a legend Now Will you roll and ride like we're together And keep the vibe alive inside forever And feel me forever what is up everyone and welcome back to this episode of the Road to Redemption podcast for the first time live on IGTV over here on Apple, iTunes, Podcast Store, Google Play. This will be the first episode that I've launched that is going directly to Google Play Music. Thank you all so much for your amazing support with all this. Jump right into it. Uh, I know last episode we said we were going to start featuring a song at the end of every single one and that did not happen. Due to, uh, first I thought it was copyright, I thought they kept pulling the video down, or the audio down because it had a copyright song, and that didn't really make a whole lot of sense because I listen to so many podcasts, that's really all I listen to anymore, and they, almost every single one of them has a song in there, and I was like, man, that can't be it, and it was something to do with SoundCloud, so during the process when I thought it was copywritten, I took the song off, so this will be the first episode, hopefully... You guys hear it, and at the end of this episode, it'll be a featured song of the week. Uh, it'll be one, I'm probably going to do the same one that I wanted to do, which is the intro to this podcast, 27 by Machine Gun Kelly. I'm going to put the entire song at the end of this podcast. So, how's everyone's week going? It's what, Sunday, Saturday? Saturday. Uh, the wife and I just had an amazing day out. We went to the Clarksville Farmer's Market first, grabbed some lunch at a local Mexican restaurant, which uh, that was a poor decision, seeing as how it's World Cup time, and Mexico is playing in the World Cup, so two gringos, Mexican restaurant, World Cup, Mexico's on. Let's just say service was not uh, top quality, but they're they're nice folks and their game was on. If the Irish were playing, I would, I'd be right there with them. While I'm not drinking Zevia this episode, uh, I did find these cool little. Uh, you guys know I love Yerba Mate. I tag them all the time on the Instagram. If you're not following the Instagram channel at Cam Williamson Official and also at Road to Redemption on Instagram. Uh, while we were out, we stopped at the Tree of Life, which is a little organic place here, and found these Marley Yerba Mates. Uh, it's not made by Guyeki, Guyeki, I don't know how they say their name, um, but this one's made by Marley, and we'll hold it up there for the IGTV. This one's called Jamaican Me Mango uh, Yerba Mate. I like this one better than the original one. I had the mint uh, one by Marley. I think I like the Yeki ones a lot better, but these ones are still pretty solid, so that's what we're sipping on during this episode of the Road to Redemption podcast. Super excited about this. I know uh, usually my schedule is every three days that I try to get a podcast uploaded, but I had some, you know, had some stuff I was doing, and I'm, I'm really trying to focus now on making my, my real life, you know, my not my social media life so much more of a priority you know Nicole deserves it we've got the baby's getting closer um, she's getting bigger and be more beautiful every day and uh, man it just gets closer and closer but I'm excited about the IGTV thing they just kicked off um, so I've been excited to record this podcast but I know we're a day late and 
recently what's been filling my mind is what's my inspiration, what's my personal influence, who are my heroes, who are people that I look up to. And I, I've always had it narrowed down to three, three hands down heroes. Um, and every time I say them, it even sounds crazy to me because I'm like, how can you have three people who are so different all be your heroes? And because they're just, they're literally almost opposites in the things that they say and do. So uh, my three, top three heroes, and this is not family related. I have family members who are obviously heroes of mine, but people in, I guess you would call celebrity, that I really look up to as far as creativity. And that is probably, and this isn't really in order, but it probably is, um, Mark Wahlberg, uh, and I'll go into the reasons why each one of them are my heroes during this episode. And I want to kind of pull it all together with the message. So Mark Wahlberg being number one. Machine Gun Kelly being number two. Which I get to go see him September 11th at the Bridgestone Arena. If uh, you're in Nashville, I would absolutely recommend checking that one out. And Tim Tebow being number three. So literally, Mark Wahlberg, Machine Gun Kelly, Tim Tebow. Uh, and for the longest time, I was so torn. I was like, man, you can't have all three of those guys be your hero. And I was like, yes, I can, because it's me and it's my life, and I'm inspired by who I'm inspired by. When it comes to Mark Wahlberg, what I idolize most about him, I mean, other than he is just a cool guy. I mean, he literally is the like epitome of what a cool guy is. He's fit. He's an action star. Like, he's He is just cool as they come. But what I really idolize about Mark Wahlberg is how much he prioritizes his family over everything that he does, all the movies, all the everything, the TV show that he has with his brothers. Um, his family is number one. I, I, I really, really admire how um, disciplined he is. He gets up at like 4.30 every single morning and works out, something I've been struggling with a lot. I haven't been going to the gym as much as I should be. Um, and then... You know, his time with his family and then just his drive, man. You know, his whole story turns around to be he, everybody always told him, okay, you know, you'll never be an actor. You'll never be an actor. You're Marky Mark. You're you're a rapper. You're this. And he's overcome some stuff. Like Marky uh, Mark, back when he was Marky Mark, went to jail for like beating the hell out of a guy due to, like, some racial issue he had with, like, Korean people. Um, now, I know Boston is is known as a pretty racist place, uh, and that's where Mark grew up, was in Boston. And it was wild to see that he came from, like, a cocaine-addicted kid who was beating people up and robbing them to, uh, you know, now he's this guy that's really... I mean, this is the Road to Redemption podcast. If there's any guy that's been on his own Road to Redemption... I think Mark is the epitome of that. And then there's Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly uh, has also been through a lot. He's been through drug, you know, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, which I mean, he still kind of partakes in that. Um, he had a kid when he was really, really young. He knows what it's like to kind of always come up being the underdog, and he came all the way up and just kept battling, kept grinding for years and years and years. To, he knew what he wanted to be and how he wanted to he knew what he was trying to accomplish and everyone told him dude it'll never happen you know you're a white rapper you're from Cleveland Ohio which is right down the road from where I grew up in Columbus so he's kind of a hometown hero for me as well but then on top of that it's just 
you know, who he is as a guy. You know, I, I try my hardest to always be a positive and uplifting guy, but there's, I mean, we all have darker sides of ourselves, and I would say that Machine Gun Kelly kind of helps that, you know, when that darker side, kind of more emotional side, angrier side comes out, I, it's represented perfectly in his music, which is why I think I attach to it so hard. When I'm really trying to figure things out in life and, okay, which way am I going to go, it helps to turn his music on and, and watch his stuff just because I connect with who he is so much as a person. And then Tim Tebow, I idolize him because he's just an amazing guy. And he's another one. He chased his dream all the way up to being a professional pro football player. And uh, everyone told him, Tim, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. So he took the Steelers all the way, or he beat the Steelers in the first round of the playoffs to, for the Denver Broncos, who back at that time had, hadn't been to a playoff or a Super Bowl in like forever. It had been a really long time. And obviously his career didn't pan out to be what everyone thought it was going to be. You know, He's not a professional quarterback now, but he's still chasing his dream to play sports. And he's playing minor leagues in, uh, I think, in the Mets organization still. He's playing for the Mets and his drive and I used to really admire his you know his religious grounds and how how strong he was and in the Lord and stuff like that and I you know I I'm not such a big fan of structured religion anymore Uh, I've kind of released that part of my my mental and my what's priority to me not that I don't value it Uh, spirituality is still very 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 important to me but the whole organization of religion I don't I don't get so much into anymore but Tim is just such a great guy he's always helping um, you know people with disabilities he puts on the night to shine Uh, it's kind of like a prom for people with disabilities who may not be able to go to a prom otherwise he's constantly treating kids good while he's at the games you know he you always see him posing for pictures with him and stuff and I just think he's a he's a really stand-up guy and I I hold the values that he that he holds um I have a lot of respect for him and you know he could have very easily changed and been what the NFL wanted him to be or he could have easily let go of all the personal morals that he had to try to be more entertaining while he was heavy heavy in the spotlight but he didn't he stayed true to who he is and even now when he was at the highest he stayed true to where he is and I don't want to call where he's at now the lowest but it's definitely not what he planned on and he's still still holding strong so I can't can't imagine three people that inspire me more in a daily basis. Like when I now it's not like, you know, when I go through each situation in life, I'm like, well, what would Mark Wahlberg do? And what would MGK do and what would Tim T it's not like that. I I draw a lot of passion from them and when I'm really trying to figure things out, watching something with Mark Wahlberg in it or listening to MGK's uh, music or watching some of Tim Tebow's videos or reading his books, that's where I kind of, because I can connect to those guys and how they have gone through life is similar to how I have, so I can just draw things from their experience. And I want to absolutely recommend you guys to find honest people, and it's for you, you know. I feel like there's a lot of us out there that go, I'm actually inspired by this person, but nobody would understand that. You know, nobody would understand why this person influences me. Guys, it's for you. Find your inspiration where you find your inspiration from, and hey, don't let anyone judge that. It's it's your life, 
it, the second you start making decisions based off what other people are going to do, uh, that's the the moment that we, we fail pretty hard. So definitely don't do that. The only other thing I really wanted to touch on in this particular episode, I want to thank you guys. I set up the phone number. You guys can text, leave voicemails now. Uh, I got some amazing encouragement from um, at Miss Fury on Instagram. Just sent me a text telling me how much the Instagram and the podcast means to her. So Fury, I definitely appreciate that. And I got another one, and I'll have to look because it's on my phone, and my phone is currently recording for IGTV. So I did forget that one. Um, but it was pretty much just, hey, keep being a badass, and, uh, and I appreciate you. And I will shout your Instagram name out on the next podcast because, like I said, it's in my notes. I saved it, but I'm using my phone to record. Uh, what I wanted to talk about was kind of the cool connection. My dad. So my dad is a major, major influence to me, and I, I value our talks so much. When him and I can get on the phone with no agenda, there's never any agendas, you know, usually we'll call each other with things that we want to talk about, but it doesn't stay there long. Him and I will go as deep and as wide as two people can go in a conversation. Sorry, Marley Brick. Um... And we got to talking about just kind of the way that the world's working and the way that things are happening in the world. And I don't remember how it led to it. And I know I'm not, I'm not giving you guys any eureka moments here or any epiphanies. But we just thought we were talking about uh, different things. I think we were talking about business. And he was saying that the major airlines got caught. Pretty much Southwest would tell Delta, hey, during the holiday months, don't lower your prices and we won't lower ours. And it was like big collusion within the airline business community. And they got in a lot of trouble for it. They settled out of court. I think Delta had to pay like $15 million. Southwest had to pay like $15 million to keep it out of court. Because it's wrong, you can't monopolize a system like that. You can't, you can't take advantage of your customers like that. That's pretty much what happened. Because they're competitors, so they should have been... That's the way business works, and that's the way business is successful is, you know, this person drops their prices to take care of their customers, so now this one has to compete, and that's where you really find out who the better business is. And uh, that was a good stance that I don't know who it was, the government or who took the stance against it, but somebody did, and I thought that was pretty cool. Guys, definitely know who you're doing business with, not just to travel, but I say it about all aspects of life. Know who you're doing business with. And what that means is know the person behind who you're doing business with. Know the owner, know the CEO, know what their values are, know what their morals are, know who they are as people as much as you can. Uh, you know, more and more stuff comes out about like Jeff Bezos, who's the founder and CEO of Amazon. And like, that's a pretty stand up dude, you know. Know who you're buying stuff from. I refuse to buy stuff from people who are garbage people. I'm not going to support them financially even if I like their products or whatever if they're garbage people because that's how that's how business gets their support you know that's how that guy's gonna grow his life and I don't want to support them if they're bad people but we got off to talking after talking about the whole Delta Airlines thing is how messed up things are in this country especially and what the conversation circled around to was people dealing with sicknesses. We we said that, you know, Big Pharma, and you guys know how I feel about Big Pharma. I, I hate it. I haven't even taken a Tylenol in like four years. But 
Big Pharma is the same. They're doing the same thing that the flight companies, the transportation companies just got caught doing, but Big Pharma does it all the time, but they're backed by politicians. Big Pharma is constantly controlling things, and and we were talking about, you know, they put people on this medication to make them feel better, anxiety, depression meds, or even diabetes medication, blood pressure medication. They put people on stuff because they're not feeling well, and then it's not a fix. It's it's a Band-Aid. It covers it most of the time, not even fully, but it covers some of it. And then this person now has these side effects that makes them have to take another medication which then has counterbalance to what the first medication did. So now they have to up this one. So now they're dependent fully on this medication while trying to... And then we were talking about, too, how it's a vicious cycle. Today, in today's day and age, we as Americans have more anxiety disorders, um, stress-related disorders like PTSD and uh, depression. We have more of that in our country today than we ever have. It's documented. But if you also look too, look at the food that we eat. All the food that most of us eat are covered in like preservatives and hormones and all this stuff. And all that stuff that is in the food we eat is then causing the anxiety, the depression, the high blood pressure, the diabetes. And we're, and then you're then fed by Big Pharma, who is that's who you're going to to fix all these problems. They're in bed with the government. The government's the one that regulates what's allowed to be in our food. And I literally, for the people of IGTV, I literally just started it here. Here's the food you eat, which is causing the the anxiety, the depression, the chemical imbalances, the diabetes, the high blood pressure, food, you know, issues that we're having. Big Pharma is here to fix it. Big Pharma is in bed with the politicians, politicians and government regulate how our food is. It's just a cycle. I want to encourage you guys to break that cycle. Watch the foods that you're putting in your body. I know I talk about stuff all the time, like you guys see me tag pictures of the drinks that I'm drinking and I'm trying to show you different options. That's especially like with Zevia. I want people to put the Coke and the Pepsi and the Mountain Dew and the Dr. Pepper, put that shit away because of what it's doing to you. I know it's enjoyable, but sugar is... (laughs) should be labeled as a drug because sugar is a drug. You become addicted to it and you become a dependent on it. You know, try to eat half of a cookie and put the other one away. You you won't want to. You'll want to keep eating that. You'll want to keep feeding your body that boost of, oh, I like that. That sugar made me feel good. Insulin spike and I feel good. So if you watch what you eat, then you watch the outcomes that how your body reacts. Your anxiety may not go away altogether, but it may dwindle. It may go down a little bit. And there's other remedies you can take for the anxiety and the depression and stuff that aren't big pharmaceutical meds to at least try. My disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a mental health professional. I'm just a guy who's dealt with anxiety and depression you know, most of my life. And I've never once taken, uh, taken an anti depression or anti-anxiety med because I've I've just seen the horrificness of what it can do to people. Horrificness? Is that a word? I don't think horrificness is a word, but I've seen the horrible things that come from being on these big meds and you know a lot of the things that people are given for antidepressants or antidepressants and anti-anxieties and stuff are given like actual opiates and stuff and 
man, oh man, that's just a dangerous, dangerous road to go down. Um, and then to try to come off of that and tell people, hey, I don't want to live on meds for the rest of my life and go to most doctors and they'll tell you, well, if you want to not have anxiety and depression, you will. But nobody tells them. Or you could clean up what you're eating, get more physically active, find hobbies, find it, find your passion in life, dig deeper mentally, figure out why the, the issues are there and try to do something to, to at least come to some peace with the issues that are that are bogging you down you know there's it's putting a band-aid over an issue that needs to be solved you need to you need to pull off the band-aid and do surgery dig in there and figure out what the hell's going on that's just me and that's what's been really heavy on my mind recently uh you guys know i'll i'll talk about big pharma and i know i'm I'm coming, I don't know how I've come so full circle as I think I'm becoming every dec- declaration of the word like a hippie or whatever now. I'm like, oh, you know, Big Farm is bad, man, and shouldn't you guys should check into hemp and stuff, man, and drink all these natural drinks, man, and that's kind of the guy I'm becoming, but hey, it's it's working for me, and I can tell you that with all the the new things that I've put in my life, uh, not just products, not just drinking better things and eating, trying to eat better. My diet's been fucking horrible the past couple weeks. I, I need to get back into the gym. I've given myself so many excuses as to why I haven't um, been hitting the gym hard lately, but I need to get back to it. But with the products and stuff, but also it's just mentally. Like I've I've come from a place here in the past, I, I don't know, a couple months where I'm just so so very grateful for the way that my life is going you know i have an amazing wife i've got a an amazing daughter i have a daughter on the way who i know is going to be amazing and just things with my family are good uh things with my friends are good i've got times that i'm set to meet up with my best friends in the world to go spend a weekend with one of them and uh, i'm just very you know things i i put it on the instagram channel things just worked out with my child support you know i've Nicole and I were financially stressed to the max and emotionally and mentally stressed out to the max for two years, you know, fighting through custody and divorce and child support. And they set my child support initially so fucking high that Nicole and I could barely scrounge together enough money to like afford Raymond noodles sometimes. Like we were just, we were in a bad, bad spot. And then not to mention, too, I kept leaving jobs, you know, like, even the little bit of money I was bringing home, I tell Nicole, like, I cannot work for these people. Like, these people are bad. They're not good people. I don't feel right making the money for our house under these people. It's just wrong what they're doing to people. And, you know, in a time so uncertain financially for me to keep leaving jobs, but for Nicole to support me and go, I I know you wouldn't do this. And now I never just quit a job without another one lined up, but... For her to support me and go, hey, I believe in you. You know, I, you've never let me down before, and I, I trust you. That is so so massive to have somebody that trusts you, even when things look super un, un taking care of. You know, and we are finally at a place now where things are getting better. I have a great job now, and uh, the child support did the right thing in a system that I was losing so much hope in. Um, the justice system and especially the family court system I was losing a ton of faith in them but uh, it worked out you know my my child support is set reasonably I was actually uh, I I don't want to say this and to sound mean uh, 
but I was actually given a fair amount financially and they set it to where some of the reason it was adjusted was because I wasn't able to see my kid more. If I was able to see my kid more, I'd probably have to pay more. Um, is how it looked to me. Now, again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a anything I don't know, but that's how it read to me in the breakdown sheet. But, like, I'm actually going to start bringing home a paycheck that my family can benefit from and suffice from. And I'm about to go down this next weekend. Today's Saturday, so next weekend... I'm going down to see my daughter for the first time where I get to take her without her mother being around and I can take her to the pool, I can take her to the movies, I can take her bowling, I can do whatever I want with her. And uh, this is the first one, so it's going to be a little rough. I'm sure she's going to be afraid and stuff like that. This will be the first time her and ever I have ever gone somewhere on our own together. But, uh, yeah, I'm just really, really grateful. I'm grateful for all of you guys, how much you guys reach out to me. And let me know what the Instagram channel and the podcast is doing for you guys. How much you guys like the vlogs. I'm just super grateful for the way that life is going. And as always, now that I've said that, um, like I told you, we're going to end off this podcast. And I'm going to ease you guys in to the rest of your week. So today's Saturday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday will be the next episode of the podcast. I'm going to ease you in with the catchphrase of the podcast and then immediately after you guys will have the song fingers crossed featured of the week 27 by machine gun kelly when life seems to be falling apart let's hold it together And all the pain is created I need to overdose on inspiration 27 
must go and fly away. Then kiss my baby girl goodnight. And if this really is goodbye, then let's set the city on fire. Can you take me higher? 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 If I must go, die at 27 Then at least I know I got a legend Kids running wide-eyed down the boulevard <laughs> 27 